The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Hello. Hello, Craig. Hey. How are you? Got it in one. Hey. I'm well. Hey. Uh, hello, listener. How are you? Listeners, we actually have multiple I'm listeners. Good. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, call back now. Say hi. This Hi. is a podcast, um, obviously, uh, where me, Mike, and my friend Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello, hello. Uh, talk about movies where uh, they are verging on greatness, hence the name. They are not quite there. They are pretty good. They're pretty awesome, pretty likable. But there's something that nibbles away, nibbles away at the back of your mind. This experience is not quite there. Uh, and we try and figure out what, is, what it, we are the nibble. Craig and I. Yeah, we are. Craig and I are are the nibble. Yeah, we We were the kind of people that complained about small, innocuous details that ruined your film-going experience. Yeah, we're that's what or improved it. That's what that's what we're here for. Because if that's there's one thing that the internet needs, it is Is people more white people complaining about films. People to nibble at at movies. Um, That's that's right. So. Uh, today, today we're gonna have a we're gonna we're gonna do a bit more than nibble. We're gonna take a good old bite, good old a good old bite off a, a big old hunk of Sean Connery. Um, Sean Connery as a, a, a little um, tribute episode. Um, we have done two Sean Connery m- movies before, uh, the Bond movie Never Say Never Again, and also um, absolute um, surprising gem, League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, and so we're doing, we're going to do our third, our third Sean Connery movie, uh, in his honor. Uh, and we're doing Outland, uh, from 1981. Uh, it's a space Western. It is very much a space Western. Space. Well, I was about to say it has space guns, but I suppose it doesn't have space guns. It doesn't. They just use, they just kind of use, it's the only thing that is not kind of space themed they just use it just uses a regular shotgun everything else they seem to yeah there's a a space canteen and a space bar haha and space (laughs) and space women of the night yeah space yeah space hookers space hookers yeah uh lots and lots of meth lots of there is space meth (laughs) space meth sweet sweet meth (laughs) um yeah but but regular old regular old space guns um yep so it's a it's a it's a veritable uh french connection in space meets high noon yeah yeah high, yeah high noon is high noon is the one that stands out i was thinking earlier on i was thinking it was kind of it was gonna it was going for a kind of noir kind of det- it's got a, a de- it's got a detective feel yep and he's it's also aping heavily off the alien film like it, it clearly wants to be alien. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a lot yeah. of, it's got a lot of, a lot of the alien vibe. That's, it's, it's the, the line, the kind of classic noir line. Um, uh, that he says when, when he's, he's starting to dig in, he's starting to scratch the, scratch the surface, and someone tells him you're messing with more than you think. It's <laughs> that real, that real kind of um, uh, Chinatown. It's it's bigger than it's it's bigger than what you understand. It's bigger than this. Yeah. You're you're just a, you're just a pawn. You should you should really <laughs> stop. You should really just know your role. Because this is <laughs> let it go, O'Neill. This is all futile. This is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. Um, Wikipedia fact number one: uh, the movie was originally meant to be called IO, um, but nobody could figure out how to oh, say yeah. it. Because it looks Say like it, it looks or like, print it because everyone thought it looked like a ten. It's either a ten or a low. Like why? Am I, <laughs> <laughs> this movie's called Ten. Why is it called Ten? And so, at the, so at the, very, at the very beginning of the movie, when it shows you the 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 the, the location, it says Io, and it gives you in in square brackets how to the phonetic Io E Y E dash O H. Even that typeface with that green text is very alien. Oh, it's, it's like. Yeah, it's but that's the, yeah. These that's films like could every, take place in the same universe. Yeah. it's like quite incredible how much they go for that. That green, that green text. That was it was kind of compulsory for text. compulsory yeah. for a good a good decade there, right? Oh, absolutely. That every, um, everybody for the film, next everybody for the next two thousand years would be typing everything in in green in, in green, green text. Yeah, green on black. Yeah. 
Green on black. Oh, love it. That monochrome. Oh, so good. <laughs> so glad we don't have that shit anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's so Space Western. So the, uh, the premise... Um, so Sean Connery is your... He's the hero. He's the white hat um, in the Western. He he's sure the, is. In fact, he is... I think he's good. even wearing a white hat at one point, isn't he? He's he no, well, he has, a blue, he has a blue cap. He just wear white boots. Blue cap. I, oh, I, was looking, I was looking for the white. He's in the white boots, but all of his, the rest of his outfit is blue because he's a marshal. Um, so he's he's the, he's a space sheriff. Um, and he really is. Yeah, he's only and and so he essentially he bounces around mining towns or mining yeah. colonies, facilities. mining facilities. Yeah, colonies. They're not really yeah. they're kind of colonies, I guess. Um, yeah. So just just for for everyone listening along at home, that the film is ostensibly set in the future. Um, the future is very dirty and gritty, uh, and uh, it's all about mining facilities in our solar system. So Io, in, in case you're unaware, is one of the moons of Jupiter, and so they're on Jupiter mining titanium. Yeah. Because why not? Let's do this. Yeah. I'm all pack a, pack a Pack a celestial body. Let's go there. Go and, and, go the and mine out. there. Presumably, yeah, presumably, presumably, we're mining in a bunch of places because he talks about having bounced around quite a few similar yep. gigs. And he's got a son who is about 11, who we will get to. Who is and, dead behind the eyes. <laughs> yeah, um, and he, and they, they mentioned that he's never he's never seen Earth. N- the, never seen the Earth, sun. yeah. And so presumably if he's been following out, uh, following... Mm-hmm his dad around and all of the rotations on these different planets are about a year so he's been doing this he's been on a bunch of these colonies and he's kind of and they make it they make it a thing right like he's the it's it's his moral his moral dilemma is whether he is going to be whether he is going to be a good cop or whether he is well he, he actually has a comparison because the cop that he befriends he describes it. He, dis- oh, he, dis- he discovers hell. that he he discovers that this cop that he befriends is dirty, um, but he describes it as he's not doing any he's not doing anything bad, but he's not doing anything good either. He's just doing nothing. He's just taking his he's taking his his, his hush money, and he's walking away. And I yeah, guess he's, he's taking the, his payment and 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 leaving. Right? That's the choice that's offered to to O'Neill, which is which is Sean Connery's character. He's got this this easy road where he can just take his bribe money and he can just walk away uh, and, and, and it can all be fine. Uh, That's right. Uh, um, uh, the, the... And he's got this moral crisis, right? So he can, he can take the bribe and so, and, and that's why, and it's, it's suggested in the film. The only reason he's out there is because they thought he was the kind of guy who would take a bribe to look the other way. Yeah. Um, but they didn't know they were dealing with Sean Connery and the untouchable sean connery and he's like i've never taken a bribe in my life and if the guy brings a gun you bring a space gun <laughs> if he puts one you of your guys in the morgue you blow him out an airlock and uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he so the, the 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 nasty dealing that's going on the MacGuffin is that they so the corporation that is running this mine is um uh, dealing space meth to their miners so that they will well, work I guess they're harder. kind of just looking the other way, right? So, I mean, they're not quite at the corporations are evil stage of the 80s. Well, um, they're, give they're, them, they're pretty deep, give them they're pretty deep in it, aren't they? Let Reaganism set in and they will be. But I think they're just, so long as, so long as things aren't getting out of control, they don't care. He describes the shipment to Shepard as his shipment like that's I true i think i think it's implied that oh i that think the he's... local authorities are dirty but like i don't oh. know if the company is dirty like you know they don't hard to the, say the equivalent of the space f-e-s-e-c-c uh, uh they're not all over this just yet like hard to say how high it goes <laughs> goes all the way to the there's, top mike there's a there's, all the way yeah, there's, there's certainly yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of dirty dirty fingers in this pie so um so the miners are all are all the the blue collar tweakers they're all jacked up on space meth and they're all working triple shifts and and digging that titanium up like it's candy oh um yeah they sure and, are but some of them are wigging out um they're seeing spot in, in they're grand seeing, in grand effect they're, yeah they're seeing space spiders and 
Um, yeah, go Which on, you were saying go earlier, on that's, crazy. that's John Ratzenberger. Yeah. Um, beloved beloved character actor in Cheers, Cheers um, Postman. Yeah, I would, John lo- Ratzenberger. I would love to say I, I, I ID'd him um, as, as, I, as I was watching, but I only discovered this uh, browsing Wikipedia afterwards. So yeah, it's right. John John Ratzenberger plays the, uh, and I must go I must go and watch it again because I'm sure I will recognise his voice. He's got he's just got the, like one of the most recognisable voice actors around. Um, he I, is, yeah. Maybe we should. I mean, we should try and, I mean, we should try and chuck him in. Would know him for. Yeah, we, get, must, we, we should, should try and chuck it let's in. Let's get some audio. Um, audio goes. Oh, I can. Here. I will insert some audio here, Mike. So just pause for a second, and we'll insert some. We'll insert some audio. And we're back. Hey, hey. Did, did you insert? Yeah, that was John Ratzenberger the audio? through the magic of editing. Yeah, so I love it. Um, top, I'm pretty sure I can do that. Top quality podcasting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he sees the he sees some spiders crawling up his suit, and he uh, tears open his suit, and he um, pops like a balloon. Uh, another guy. Uh, they're big on that effect. Walt, they, yeah, they pull that effect. Yeah, a couple they of really times. they really dig that. Another guy waltzes into. Um, I mean, you don't put the effort into learning how to make that sort of effect just to just to use it once, right? So you got to one time. You right? got to maximize yeah, we're gonna that. We're going to do it a few Maximize times. that investment. Yeah. Another guy strolls into mm-hmm. an airlock um, and pushes the button. Um, oh, and redecorates the inside of the airlock. Yeah, sure and so and it's and it's obvious that these guys these guys are having psychotic episodes. There's no there's no hint of foul play, but no one's too interested in investigating either. The bodies are, are left in. Uh, a pretty nasty state and, and everybody's pretty happy to ship them away um including the doctor dr lazarus dr lazarus who who um leads a small medical facility on this mine um mm-hmm. and she also leads the supporting cast of this movie um, she sure in, does in fact she 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 does more than lead them she she carries them there's, oh, there's yeah. really not, not a lot of other really strong acting beyond Sean Connery. And what's the actress's name who plays Lazarus? Uh, Frances Sternhagen. Yeah. She, man, she lights up She's the screen. She's great. Every, every scene she that is she fantastic. is in, she, she yeah. steals. She is she is one of the better things about this film. So she's and she's and again she's a classic Western trope, right? She's a burned out, yeah, burned out doctor. Well, she's not really burned out as in the in the sense she's just indifferent. She, and she says she's like she's one she's she's something something away from a malpractice suit. So she she self identifies as a bad doctor. Yeah, one like one sh- one goes, shuttle journey ahead of a malpractice suit. Yeah, she or something right. like yeah. that. She transfers Some, transfers herself away when shit's about to hit the fan. When, yeah, so she she identifies that she's not the best doctor, but that's okay because Io is the kind of place where you know ne'er do wells can can come and get a second chance mm. at life. So yeah, nobody's expecting nobody's expecting greatness out of any of the public servants in this in this no. mine. Um, yeah, don't, so she's, don't water the liquor down yeah, too much, and yeah. you know, just hope for the best. But she's she's not in the in the western sense. that would be it'd be kind of oh that too many they'd be lickered up and they'd be trying to operate and trying to pull trying to pull bullets out but they're too blind drunk and they can't see with her it's it's merely kind of i mean yeah she talks indifference well it's there's an indifference and i guess i guess she doubts her competence right and so in one of the early scenes um o'neill has brought some blood to her to analyze and she's trying to operate this high-tech blood analysis system and i forget the exact line but she refers to this you know incredibly high, valuable high-tech system and, and and it's relying on her driving it uh that's right the scene doesn't quite play i think how it's intended it doesn't quite hit the mark but you they get there in the end so she's you know it's quite a struggle for her to get this machine working and it's yeah it's the equivalent of the blind drunk doctor in the western Who's trying to pull? That's right. Who's trying to pull themselves together in order to complete this operation or complete this thing that the the hero needs them to do? So she gets there and she manages. She discovers this this space meth, traces of the space meth in this um, in this blood, uh, which sets. That's essentially the first turning point that sets Connor. It sets O'Neill uh, on his path where he knows. Okay, this is these guys are. Uh, dying because they are hopped up on goofballs um that's right everybody's everybody's brushed it off as 
um, space dementia up till now, um, space hibijibis, but it's That's right. but it's space meth. And yeah, they're, so, they're having psychotic episodes. And from so. there, so he so it swings into the second act, and it becomes about Shepard. Uh, he's he's now he's into detective full detective mode now, and he's trying to trace who is dealing the space meth and how high does it go. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he does he, a pretty good job. Like he turns out well, to be a, a fairly competent police officer. Well, like he immediately figures it out. Yeah, he he figures it he figures it out by looking up all of the people on the mine who have <laughs> crimi- criminal records, <laughs> and then sorting by the ones who have criminal records for drug dealing. Which turns up there's two some, people. There, there's some criminal profiling for you right there. <laughs> and it turns out that the two people who's got a criminal record. The two people on the ship. It'll be these guys. The two people on the ship who have experience dealing in drugs. Are the two people on the ship who are dealing the drugs? Eighties. <laughs> that, that must be like the eighties war on drugs, like right there. Because it's, it's not like, like uh, it's not like just who's who's. You know what. <laughs> it'll be the guys with the criminal record it's not like Let's just anyone else can walk into the drug dealing trade these guys have obviously well, I used to be a chef these guys have obviously <laughs> so what's spent, the difference they spent their five years at drug dealing university drug <laughs> dealing you they got their bachelor's <laughs> in narcotics distribution they're the only ones who can run this this operation <laughs> Yeah, that'll be Canterbury University, wouldn't it? So just, they've just bounced out of Canterbury U with a degree yeah. in, you know, narcotics uh, distribution. So, yeah, manufacturing and distribution. So, so amazingly, <laughs> he tracks this. He, so, he, he, he finds, he starts he tailing, he starts the, tailing the these CCTV two guys system. with CCTV yeah. and sure enough discovers that the, the two guys with a history of drug dealing are, are the two guys who are dealing the oh, drugs. Oh, sure enough, dealing drugs. De- I kind of feel like in detection. an early draft of this film, in detection. I feel like in an early draft of these films, one of these guys would have been jive talking in black from Harlem, <laughs> and the other one would have been like a Colombian, um, and and it would just be like, I wonder, I wonder who the drug dealers are. Kids. <laughs> <It'll> be... <laughs> who who are the drug dealers? Two thousand one hundred and forty-four people on this mine. One is one is black. One is Colombian. One's black and one's Colombian. <laughs> Jeez. Fortunately, the movie doesn't do that. So the movie, the movie's actually um, by this point, the movie's heavily invested in French connection. So it's it's just short of having like a really bad French accent at this point. But yeah, these two guys um, are very white, very blue collar drug dealers, and um, so and they're quite subtle in their in their drug dealing. It's it's great. Well, they make yeah, yeah they make it they make it pretty easy because he follow, he's following them on CCTV and they walk into the bar and they sit down. With, they literally, they sit, down literally with the sit down with Shepard, who is the guy who runs the <laughs> And mine, the dirty cop. And the dirty cop. And they sit down and have a chat. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just... So, yeah, dots... Criminal dots, masterminds here, dots people. Dots are connected pretty quickly. They, they, put a, they cram about 45 minutes of detective work into five minutes of Sean Connery sitting at a bank of screens like in Sliver watching the entire the entire subterfuge of this drug operation play out before his play eyes. out in real time <laughs> <laughs> literally went from went from uh, drug deal to um, middleman to supplier to uh, criminal mastermind in the in the space of five minutes which hey um, and, and, and in fairness um you know let's move that shit along that's I guess we didn't have to worry about things like warrants or due process or or just following the law. Like you could probably put together that kind of thing in real time pretty quickly yourself. Like, give me the bank details right now, lady. Ah, the criminal was the was the corporate head honcho all along. Well, <laughs> and, it, and it, it fits the it, it fits this the setup as well. It fits the scenario because these guys aren't expecting to be caught because they're not expecting to be to be watched. And even if That's someone right. is, microcosm, and even right? if someone so is watching, they're, they're, in a, they're, ex- they're in a space station. Yeah, I mean, how big could it be? They're expecting to be able to buy the person off because they know that the yep. person who has been sent there is a is a is a half-assed cop who's going to take the money, just like the last ten half-assed cops. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. They're just there. So it actually They're like it, ad- it adds up that they they wouldn't be yeah. covering their tracks. In fact, what's surprising is that so in the next scene after he puts all this together, he goes to make a bust on one of the drug dealers, and the drug dealers actually runs. 
and it, and, the, yeah. and it's it's the big it's the big kind of action point after after all of the the the, the screen watching. There's a big action sequence, a big chase through the space station. There's lots of kind of parkour esque, multi level. <laughs> Uh, jumping up, jumping Proto down parkour. through the yeah. through this kind of there's a space a kind of space barracks, which is actually pretty cool. I really like the the set the of, the, of the barracks. Yeah. It's it's really um, it's really evocative. It's it's almost pirate ship kind of yeah, a little bit kind yeah, of setup. Eh? It's, all it's, these, it's all these bunks kind of crammed together. Stairs, yeah, it's, and it's all steel construction. Yeah, I mean it's clearly a set and it looks great, um, but it's um it's the French Connection chase, so it's the it's the chasing the train with with Popeye O'Doul or whatever his name is right. played by um, oh his his name escapes me right now um, but it's that chase under the train as he's trying to as he's trying to keep up with the train because the drugs are on the train and mm. he's like racing along yeah it's it's that scene like they've just gone we need that scene in this film yeah so it's like it's not clear to me exactly where the guy's running because he's yeah on, where's he's he gonna a, go he's a, <laughs> He's on a he's on a, a, a space colony. He's on frigging Io. I don't know where he. Yeah, I don't know where he thinks I mean, he's going to go. He's being busted. Is, yeah, he's being busted. Like, what's he going to do? Hide out on the surface of Jupiter? Like, he dumps <laughs> and and when he finally catches him, when he's standing right in front of him, that's when he dumps the product. The tr- not not when he's just gone. He's just rounded a corner or like out of view. When when O'Neill is staring right at him, that's when he that's when he dumps the the product and he dumps it into a boiling pot because they've made it into the kitchen and the uh, in the mess hall, um, mm. and and Connery reaches in and reaches in and pulls it out and then he um, arrests the arrests the guy. Um, I, sure I mean, does. it's a, it's all a cool it's all a cool sequence and I've, I appreciated the chase, but you don't don't really need to think too hard about it about why the guy's actually running because at that point there's still no that's the first point where they that there needs to be a trigger moment before that when you realize oh this guy's clean yeah he's not gonna take a bribe like i think like they kind of needed to play it play it cool like he oh oh here's yeah no no you got me here's here's your 20 you know yeah look and i'll look the other way i think i think so so um i think that's kind of the first point in this movie i mean i I do have issues with this film i I do actually really like this movie um but i think one of the first issues i have is that there's no crisis of conscience moment early on so we've established that he's bounced around from station to station and he's he's i think there's a line about him having not caused any trouble or he's caused trouble elsewhere or he's been a bad cop hmm. and and it's strongly implied by peter boyle's character uh shepherd uh that that's why he's here is because he's he he knows how to get along he says he, he and, says he's got a big he's got a big mouth so presumably he's actually been he's been demoted he's been kicked kicked around he's been kicked around for, for being yeah, for being too straight maybe yeah and so like i get that um I think, I think also this movie fails to to really cotton on to what what's good about the film. Like what's good about the film is the dirty, lived-in, gritty, real environment, and it actually feels like this is a mining colony on the you know on the surface of Io. Um, but what it what it really needs, and it's probably a little bit early in the '80s for it to truly kick in, is it really needs that kind of anti-hero character. It really needs Sean Connery to be dirty. It needs Sean Connery to be a dirty cop. Hmm. um and um and he isn't he needs that crisis of conscience like because the the hero's journey here is um what exactly go home to earth because his wife leaves him pretty early in the film his wife leaves a message she makes out that she's unhappy that is that her son that their son played by the worst actor in history um can't has never seen earth and they want to go home and he's like this is the job i've got or this is the life we're, we've made etc and she bails and so he he stays behind because he's honor bound and duty bound um but i think reality um i think in reality what you really need there sean needs to be a dirty cop and he needs to he needs there needs to be some crisis of conscience where he goes um, this is as far as I will be pushed. Yeah. Um, and and no matter how much you give me now, I can't, I I, I, I can't not do something yeah. about this. So, 
Um, I think in a, per, in a in a different universe, there's a version of this film where Sean Connery does take the bribe and does look the other way. Um, does he does he say that at some point where he's 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 tasted he's he's tasted corruption in the past and he doesn't like it, or just that it's been offered to him in the past? Um, but because I, I agree, that's I think that's a that that makes it more compelling for his character if he's if he's if he's just straight if he's just going to do the good thing the whole time and and, and he's just and he's kind of bol- strolling boldly towards it come what may then he's got he's definitely then he's, he's got definitely no conflict 60s white hat. yeah he's definitely 60s white hat um yeah. town sheriff here he's the only straight guy or the only clean cop in the in the building in in the town yeah but i like so they're definitely going for that gary cooper western where there's no moral ambiguity about him he is going to do the right thing every time um which is which is just really again that works in 1960s um westerns i don't know how well that works here i mean sean connery sells it because he's sean connery um but i think i think like that's the only real issue is that his character is his his arc is very stunted there is no arc it's more or less a straight line he starts a good copy finishes a good cop yeah and the only real character transition he makes is he goes it's time now for me to hang up my boots uh, and go home to earth where my wife wants to live yeah um and so that's really the only transition he makes from one to the other yeah there's never any there's never any particular sign that he is tempted to take the money there's no, no, there's no point where Shepard kind of hands him a wad of cash, or or leaves a leaves a, a wad of cash on a desk and kind of turns around and he looks at it in the sense that he is contemplating it. He, he's, there's no Mr. Burns moment yeah. with the with the nuclear inspectors. Yeah. <laughs> I've left a huge pile of cash here. When I turn around, I expect it all to be gone. <laughs> he's, he's, he never gets he never gets there. There's no. Even even in the as as Shepherd Shepherd goes on goes on his arc from from oh 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 you're you're doing this to increase your bribe fair play to you I will give I will pay you more good yeah good there's on that you. moment he has that yeah. he has that that slow realization oh no you're oh shit you really re- you're much you you're really much mean more clever this. than I gave you credit for yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, he yeah. never but O'Neill never gets that himself and and i think that's I mean, that's that that's nice when he's if he's tasted corruption and found it not to his liking or if he has experienced genuine loss from his from his goodness which i suppose he has but he has this at the same time he has this family uh, i suppose it's the, i mean the, i think that's a good seeing the that's family a good story leave. point there right yeah no he comes back to find that they're gone and, yeah. and he, he there's a message and i think I think there's your opportunity, right? Like that's where that's where the this exists in the script, where um, she's she wants to go home to Earth. Um, now he needs, um, or or she's unhappy. Like you know, you could even play it up earlier. Like you know, there could be problems in their marriage, and she she could be saying things like, "You used to be a good man," um, and then uh, he could have some quippy line about like, you know, what what good is a good man in a bad world or something like that, and then. Um, and then she could leave and then that message could basically just read um when you find yourself come and find me and um and then so he's given that moment he where he has to make that character choice between doing the good thing and doing the bad thing and Mm. he chooses to do the good thing which Mm. is of surprise to everybody else involved um the script could also sorry do you think you need to see the wife and son at the start i think he I don't think you need to see them, but without without the wife and son, the only other women in this film are um, space prostitutes or the doctor. Mm. So <laughs> you need a normal. This is the eighties, so you need a normal woman in this film. But she just she's just there to give him an like an out or a happy ending to this film. So he so at the conclusion what, of this, he can ride home to the homestead uh, to the homestead. Which, by the way, is like we're skipping to the end it's kind of a disappointing ending to me like they skipped out on his ass and he goes he's going crawling back 
What are you? What are you going back to Carol for? She 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 didn't have. <laughs> she the, bailed on you. She didn't have she the, went to Earth. the the grapes to stick by you when times were tough. <laughs> she skipped out. That's right. Yeah, go go with that that sassy doctor. Go with lady. the sassy. No. Go with the sassy doctor. She's come on, <laughs> Doctor Lazarus. Let's get drunk. You want to get drunk? <laughs> let's get drunk. She's great. I love I love uh, Doctor Lazarus Francis. She's she's wonderful. She's in um, she's in Misery. If you, have you seen Misery? No. Oh, mate, Misery is great. It's like one of the one of the really good Stephen King. Were we gonna? Um, oh, we were looking at it. We we were looking at it for our for the Halloween episode. I think it's too good though. Are we? We were looking, well, we were looking at Stephen. We we're looking at Stephen King. We, we're, like, we're looking for we're, Stephen King. Misery is like one of the better ones. Yeah, it's probably too. It's actually good. got an ending, so you know. Yeah. And it's satisfying. Yeah. I don't know if the book how the book ends, but the film ends great. It's got James Caan in it. Um. So. Khan. So what else? So so after he has so the midpoint he has this kind of, so he's made this bust and he goes and confronts Shepard who is playing golf. Who's just? He's just. He's every bit. Every bit. The the fat corporate. The fat cat. Right. He really is standing in his office. He's playing golf. So he he busts O'Neill's balls. He says, "Um, uh, "Yeah, you don't know what you're getting into." He says, "Oh, how much?" He talks about his past, and he um, you know offers him the offers him the bribe. Um, and then O'Neill walks out and then so the dealer that he has busted he finds that he has been killed and then uh, his cop buddy Montone has been killed as well Montone the dirty cop yeah the dirty cop the um the not not doing doing anything good not doing anything bad yeah pretty strong beard game all the way around a lot of strong beards here yeah yeah pretty yeah it was the late 70s 1981 was yeah yeah pretty year of the beard pretty big on the beard um so now it's so he's and he's essentially on his own because he's only had at this at this point he's only had two interactions with lazarus Mm. montone is the closest he's had to a sidekick and now montone is dead and he's really on his own he taps shepherd's phone and he discovers that shepherd is calling in the cavalry um he's calling in some um some heavy from outer space um yeah and he also he lets slip that he's got someone on the inside um and at, the, at this point you're asking yourself who that could be uh, and it's it's pretty uh, unless it's the doctor it's going to be his it's going to be his sergeant um the one black man the, in the police the, force. the guy yeah. that the guy that um o'neill replaces montone with who is the actor what was the actor's name uh clark peters yeah who plays goes on to play yeah. lester and in, in, the, in wire. the wire yeah um and i i had i actually had to look at that quite a few times he, he looked quite different like oh, yeah. i mean obviously everyone ages but yeah as a young man he looks distinct quite different how he looks when he gets oh, a little bit yeah. older and and, com- and complete opposite oh my God. complete opposite characters for L- yeah. lester who was who was completely laconic and casual um and yeah uh, I don't. I actually don't know the character's name, but the sergeant in Outland, who is, who is, is tough and rigid, and, um. Well, I, yeah. What is his I, name? I, Officer Ballard. I want to say he's tough and the, rigid, but at the same time, he's not that up for the fight, is he? He's he's no quite straight up with. Well, we find out O'Neill. later why, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah. So the 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 second half of the second act is essentially the countdown, and it's that. So there's a there's a countdown to when the shuttle arrives, and you know that the heavies are on the shuttle, and I guess the equivalent is you know that the yeah the 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 boss of the small town has called back to called back to to his bosses corporate for re- yeah. for reinforcements, and so there's or, some, yeah to the to the drug dealers whoever they might yeah. be so and they're on their way. So there's some tough some tough guys coming on the shuttle. You hear that these guys are the best. Um, and the shuttle has a there's a countdown to when the shuttle arrives and so you get these um kind of home alone uh scenes um where, where he sets up where he's setting and, up and he's setting up traps some and guns. placing guns around and kind of yeah getting up getting up to business he he has a um a heart to heart with the doctor um who interrupts him while he's playing space squash 
<laughs> um, and he, Space you know, flash. he explains that why he's doing what he's doing, and um, you know, that he kind of, in as much as anybody, as in as much as the hero ever reveals what they're about and talks about what they're about, mm. that's the scene where he does it in this. Um, uh, and then there's the, there's a last temptation, there's a last phone call from his wife, who is tempting him to just leave. She says that she, so they're at, they've caught the shuttle to the space station from Io, and from there they're going to catch a catch a flight to Earth, and they're going to go into, you know, they're going to go into stasis, and then they're going to wake up a year later, and they're going to be on Earth, and it's all going to be magical. And he he says, no, I've got to stay. I've got to do this thing. Um, and there's a, a, a really a really rough scene with the sun, um, which is which is hard going. But it's, it's pretty tough to it's watch. It's worth it? it's worth pushing through um, because the <laughs> shuttle the shuttle arrives and then you're in the third act and then and then businesses businesses about to get taken care of. So, but then you have your showdown at high noon. Yeah, then then it's then it's high noon and then it's space space noon. Um, space noon, space high noon. So the um, and he even he even goes through some saloon doors, which I really love. He's got saloon. He really he's got does saloon doors. Um, I yep. think it's as he's leaving. I don't. I don't know if it's the the marshal's office or I don't think it's his quarters. It's some. He, he goes through some saloon. Yeah, but it pushes open and and swings yeah, they shut. Sw- they swing. They yep. swing back. Um, um, and so he's he, he's kind of taking on these two guys in the traditional sense as as he's chasing them around as they they're kind of playing a bit of cat and mouse. He gets shot in mm-hmm. the arm. They're pretty well armed. They've got some pretty sweet um, guns, night vision scopes, with scopes yeah. and sh- shit. And he's just got a shotgun, and so it's it's obviously like he can see that he's outgunned, and he needs to try something different. He gets shot in the arm. Uh, the doctor the doctor catches him and patches him up, and he he gets her to help him by kind of sealing off. It's a very Alien Three sealing off yeah, certain sealing passengers in, in certain to try to yeah. try and direct direct these guys down a certain path, and then he goes outside so that he can kind of use the space station itself as his yeah. as and, his and weapon. to employ one of the traps that he's he's previously set up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it all it all runs pretty smoothly and yeah he does a pretty good job <laughs> takes out the trash there's no yeah there's there's no real kind of all is lost moment where you sense that how, oh wow how is he going to get out of this he, he he kind of takes he takes care of the first guy he takes care of the second guy um and then we and have surprise third then villain. you got you got surprise third villain that you've known about since the 62nd minute um and they they get into a space fight um and it's, sure do. it's very reminiscent of that underwater fight and never say never again um <laughs> where it's, it seems like it, everyone moving it seems like speed. it's going to be quite quite exciting but it's actually just just really kind of awkward just awkward to watch two men because yeah they're kind of grappling and the like you get the audio and you, you can you can imagine the the strain and the tension yeah but it just but it you, just you looks close your eyes it just, just looks kind of the audio in it just looks kind yeah. of silly um these guys at, at like <laughs> one quarter gravity kind of floating around trying just kiss already trying to hit oh my God. trying to hit each other and tear their suits open <laughs> and that sort of shit um so yeah he overcomes he overcomes uh the sergeant um uh strolls back into the um the space, space saloon, saloon. Um, walks right on up stroll, to, strolls to the, on up to, to the boss's table. there are some really good the, i really i really like the scenes where he strolls in and everybody looks up and everybody goes quiet because yeah. they, they <laughs> he does it earlier on for no reason at all he's <laughs> about i think it's about the 70th minute or so he goes into the club so he's only ever observed this club through the cctv but around 70 minutes just when the shuttle has been um Sent, dispatched. dispatched yeah he just strolls into the saloon and orders a drink and it's just they've included it just and it's a great scene even though it does nothing to move the plot forward but it's just entertaining to watch him walk in and everybody everybody in the saloon just goes quiet 
and I just watch as <laughs> like I'm literally walking. the the record the record uh, needle literally yeah. crashes off the roof. You feel like something's gonna you feel like something's gonna happen, but the scene just ends. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite, it's quite good, but also quite weird. So he does. So it's and I guess that well, I guess that's what they're paying off, right? Because he comes back again, and the same yeah, thing happens again. Nobody because what's what's suggested is that everybody in this everybody on on this mine knows that he is a dead man walking like there is a, a hit been put out shepherd has spread the word through his contacts a hit has been put out this guy is toast and so he walks yep. into the bar and everybody sees him everybody everybody eyeballs him you're dead by tomorrow and then yeah. and then so so the point of that scene i guess is he walks back in and it's the it's the duplicate but it's now the damn he's still alive he's still alive and uh the guy who put out the hit is sitting in the corner he's sitting sitting sipping at his drink uh, and he strolls up to him um (laughs) and he looks it looks like he's gonna he's gonna bust him or something or just walk away in disgust but instead instead he says fuck it and punches him in the face (laughs) punches him in the face (laughs) (laughs) it's fairly satisfying and it's yep one it's it's a fair reflection of what this movie is seeking to do yeah Yeah, i wonder if they started at that point with you know space sheriff walks into the space salon and punches the space villain in the face (laughs) yeah ah fuck it yeah okay now i'm just gonna get a story to get us there so he doesn't he doesn't bust shepherd i guess it's been implied that if if Shepard can't get it taken care of with these yeah, two so cronies, the next, the next killers is, are coming for Shepard. The next guys are coming for Shepard, so he doesn't really need yeah. to bust him. It doesn't explain why he hasn't busted him at like the forty-fifth minute of the movie. Why doesn't he just go in there and arrest he's him? Got pretty, I'm arresting he's got pretty strong. He's got pretty yeah. strong evidence. He's been yeah. he's been got you on tape. He's been prepared enough to walk into the the meat locker where he's been he's had a hit set up on him and he's walked in and the guy's throttled him with some garrote wire um mm-hmm. and he's and he's, he's, and he's a, fallen he's down dead but he's had neck. a plastic sheet around his neck so he's been playing dead so he's had foresight enough to do that but he hasn't had foresight enough to walk into shepherd's office with a fucking tape recorder on him yeah <laughs> movie done he's but he more importantly he's already tapped his phone he's so tapped, he's got the phone conversation so he phone. knows that like, there's <laughs> shit going on not only that but he knows who the guy at the other end is now yeah. like surely that guy like all he has to do is call the the space fbi and go <laughs> hey there's there's some serious drug dealing happening out here yeah. like i'm just i'm just a i'm just a guy hired by the company to to keep the keep the drunks in line like all these people are drug dealing please do something yeah. about it he's got his evidence uh, he's, got his, he's got his he's got bloods. his bloods he's got his he's got his lab results he's yeah, yeah. he's got the lab results he's got a pretty, yeah, he's got a sure. pretty strong case yeah but, yeah i think he's i mean obviously warrants and due process aren't a thing in the future so he's got enough to convict everyone. Must be very authoritarian or totalitarian um, governments in the very far future. They don't need that shit anymore. Due process. That's for can't, wimps. Can't he put it on the space internet? Space internet. Space facts. <laughs> He'll space facts at home. <laughs> Green screen. Type real. Type real language search terms. Tell me all the drug dealers on board my ship. Question mark. Enter. List. Ah. Uh, what do you th- what do you think of um what do you think of the casting of Shepard? Um, Peter Boyle, I like Peter Boyle. Um, he's better known as a comedy actor. Like y- you know him for um, uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. He's also the monster in um, Young Frankenstein. Um, Young Frankenstein. Right. Frankenstein. I can yeah. Frankenstein. I, f- um, I kind of feel like they needed to go either, like. uglier and kind of more grotesque or more more kind of nasty he just he kind of right kind of just looks like a a, a delivery driver he looks like your dad (laughs) not your dad specifically (laughs) he looks like a dad looks like a dad he just he just looks like he looks like some guy who would be shouting obscenities at the local at the your kids football game on saturday morning yeah yeah he's yeah he's just he's kind of um, overweight and beardy and he's not he's not nasty in a kind of scary way but he's not in a in, a, in that kind of really grotesque 
I've been I've been living the high life for so long. I'm 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 fat and sweaty. Um, th- yeah, th- like that I, that I sort of I, that sort of menacing. I think the casting is interesting. Like again, um, I think this is eighty one, so it's a little. It's, I mean, you just in in the UK, you, you're just getting into Thatcherism, and in in the United States, you're just getting in, you're just building up to Reagan. Getting into Reagan, yeah. So, I think if if this movie had been made three four years later he would have been a yuppie wall street type he would have been a young guy with slick black hair in the gordon mm, gecko mold yeah and he would be like you know greed is good um you know capital 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 yeah um, since and, like a guy since that a, a guy who's who's had it made all his life he got the job from his, yeah he got a cushy job from his dad and he's and he says that himself i'm not gonna i'm not planning on doing this the rest of my life like he's not in it for the power he's he's in it to make a little money and then he's going to go and go and enjoy himself and yeah he's gonna he's gonna buy a he's gonna buy a house with a river nearby so he can go fly fishing right yeah like that's he's 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 not in it because he he's addicted to power and prestige or he wants a new ferrari or because he's downright nasty and he likes hurting like he's not a sadist he's a he's a he's a business man doing business he's a businessman <laughs> doing business in space <laughs> he's just he's just a guy in the universe trying to make it and that's it can't you just can't you just help me out here yeah um i think i think this is an odd time in in, in like society as well so i mean um uh, you've just had you've had watergate a couple of years before um drugs are the new are the new big thing like everyone's talking about drugs um you've you've just had the explosion of 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 um uh, of like Colombian, South American um, drug-related crime and violence, um, so that's starting at this point as well. Mm. Um, so I think this is not not exactly topical, but it's um, it's building up to that like that drug empire sort of storyline. Mm. But I think I think if you gave this film, literally gave this film two more years, three more years, Peter Boyle becomes um, he'll become Latino American in some fashion, like mm. they will cast a, a Latin American actor. Um, or they will cast a Gordon Gecko type, yeah. and as corporate, and, yeah. and that's how this film goes. And it's, uh, I think this. It's, I think um, at this Paul, point they were just casting for facial hair reasons. Paul but, Reiser, isn't it? Is the kind of he's the face of the the corporation and Aliens. That's right. Yeah, young, handsome. Yeah, l- slick yeah, head of hair. Slick. He's in it for the profit. Yeah, yeah. When it comes down can't to think all, of the profit on this alone, can't yeah. we all do? Can't we all just get together for the good of this business? Can't we all get together? Yeah, and make, a make, bit of, make a bit of money. Everyone goes home. Yeah, everyone yeah. goes home rich. That's What's it's, wrong with it's that? that sort of yeah. I'm I'm just I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a I'm a, a link in the chain. I'm just and, a link in the chain. And if we all yeah. do our if we all do our job, then we can all have if we all just we can all get on board and hair. do this thing. Yeah, yeah. We can all have nice suits. Hey, and an apartment. Um. So uh baddies so this is a this is a british movie or it's it's is it, what is it a it's, british movie it's shot in england it's shot in england it's it's filmed on the pinewood pinewood studios lot yeah so it's like a big 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 studio because i like i can't um, i kind of feel like in a in your traditional american movie then you can like your, your bad your bad guys are kind of conniving british guy particularly in the 80s right but i guess when, yeah, if your yeah, hero yeah. is british <laughs> you or, need an American bad guy. Is that the Hollywood world? Okay. <laughs> you've got a Scottish. You've got a Scottish hero. Therefore, your bad guy has to be very, very prototypical American. Yeah. So is that is yeah. that where they've where they've gotten they've fallen down? Like <laughs> perhaps. Look. So we were talking about this just off air beforehand when we we're talking about John Ratzenberger. So John Ratzenberger's in this, and this is filmed in '81. Um, so. I mean, just based on that alone, I, I, you know, we were we were theorizing that John Ratzenberger must have been living and working in the UK because um, he films. He's also in Empire Strikes Back at a similar time. So um, I was just trying to find it here. Um, so this is 1981. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, and he's in Superman 2 as well. Like in 1980, he's in a bunch of stuff which all takes place in... is filmed in the UK. So either he was traveling to the UK to film this stuff, or he was living in the UK. Mm. Um, 
Oh, he's an ITV Playhouse. Yeah, I mm. think he was living in the UK. I wonder how that works out. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously Stephen Berkhoff um, is a bad guy in this as well. He's mm. he's a drug dealer. He's he's a a respected theater actor, and and later he becomes a Bond villain. Mm. Um, so yeah. Uh, Definitely some English. I think some of the um, definitely the extras and background players are all English, right? So yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of Bond, we should talk about Sean Connery. Yeah. So obviously we filmed this after Sean Connery sadly passed away. Twenty twenty took somebody else from us, I guess. Yeah. Um, so this is so this is not this movie was made in nineteen eighty one. So it's two years before he did Never Say Never Again, and ten that's right. ten years after diamonds are forever so it's toward towards the end of that that post bond period where i think where he was a huge name where he was the biggest star yeah, on the planet he was a huge name but then you look at the you look at the titles of of the movies that he was in during that during that period in the 70s like he got a lot of he got a lot, plenty of work he um i don't know how much you know about this but but um he to get to do diamonds are forever so they they did the four bond films and then they did a fifth bond film with the australian actor whose name i can't remember right now but um, is that, he did, is that he lazenby did thank you george lazenby so the one film with george lazenby george lazenby was not an actor he was a model he was living in the uk he was a car salesman um and uh, he was known as the steve the fries guy like he like a candy bar he was he was a model on television literally punched a um a, an extra or a stuntman in his audition for bond um and got the job as bond and um after that film was a success um they tried to get him back to do more and then he was like i don't want to be typecast and and refused to do any more bond films um and so then they they went back to sean connery um and basically just they just backed the, the truck up to his house and started shoveling money onto his front lawn until he said, fine, I'll do it. Um, so they, they, they paid him. I can't remember how much they paid him. Like in today's money, it doesn't seem like that crazy, but I think at the time it was something like $3 million or $2 million, mm. which in 1971 bucks is, is mm. astronomical amounts of money. Tidy. Um, tidy. And they turned around and um, the deal he struck was... Um, he would get he would do this one film he would he wouldn't do any more bonds he would do diamonds are forever and that's it um and he would get um he would get to make three films of his choosing so he got this he got this amazing deal out of um uh out of out of doing that bond film and i i don't know i know one of those films i can't remember what the other two are but the 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 film he chooses to do like he's like i want to do this was zardos so that was the <laughs> film he chose to do that was one of the three um and i it, he does a, cu a couple other films like he does um uh the offense and murder on the orient express and the terrorists and wind and the lion but i know that the film that i know that the film that he chooses to do as one of those three films was zardos so go figure sean mm. connery yeah. So and in, in, in 1981, he also did Time Bandits. Came out in 1981. Terry Gilliam. Yeah, but that's a that's a cameo more than anything else. So he's not. It's not actually. He's not. It's not a big part. Yeah. He's but he's in it. So. And then late 80s, I guess. So he's in Highlander. He's in The Name of the Rose, The Untouchables, and then Indiana Jones in 89, and then Hunt for Red October in 1990, and then he's really. He's really locked in in that. That's really the the post bond. He, he's locked in with that kind of elder statesman, yep, type of yep, yep, yep. role, right? And then it goes, yeah. And, and, and then, then that's almost the rest the of his the rest of his career. Yeah. He carries on with that for for the whole the whole nineties, yeah. Yeah, he's in he's in some he's in he's in films in the eighties and nineties. So yeah. like um, he cameos in Robin Hood. Um, it, it turns up right at the end. Does the Rock? Uh, he's in the Rock, yeah, which is an action film. Like he plays the elder statesman in that. Um, it, yeah, he does a he does the Rock and he does Entrapment, where he's uh, it's got Catherine Zeta Jones doing sexy erotica, um, uh, sexy dance moves to evade lasers. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then finally, he does Finding Forrester, which is like, I guess, meant to be his his swan song film, but then he does League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, and uh, I was reading... And then he quits acting his, forever. And then he quits <laughs> acting for life. Um, I was reading a, an article about um, Sean Connery and, and how... Uh, he was in a film he was lined up to do a film after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen called uh, I don't know I can't remember the name of the film but um, it was uh, MC uh, not MCG um, Brett Ratner the rat um, was directing it and uh, the the screenwriters were working on it and Sean Connery was involved and there was a a big underwater scene um, that Sean Connery because Sean Connery was like you know wealth of filmmaking experience probably had probably suffered no fools um and he wanted to know exactly he wanted uh, brett ratner to explain to him exactly how they were going to film this underwater scene this this fabulous um uh, this fabulous sequence and brett ratner was just like it's movie magic baby <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just sit down old man what do you know and uh sean connery sean connery um just say uh, fuck it and punch him in the face <laughs> and sit up fuck it and punch brett ratner in the face <laughs> one slightly troubling individual punching another more troubling individual in the face um but yeah uh, so uh, it wasn't in fact league of extraordinary gentlemen that caused sean connery to quit hollywood or quit filmmaking it was this brett ratner film that caused sean connery to quit filmmaking because you know he just i guess he'd just gotten to that point in his life where he just couldn't deal with it anymore and he was just like fuck it i've had enough yeah he was Bailed. he was pretty close to getting cast as gandalf he was really close right? to getting cast as gandalf yeah he was um i think we talked about that in league of extraordinary gentlemen where he um he couldn't un- he didn't understand what was going on or something like that and he was like oh well i made a mistake there so i'll, I'll take the next thing that comes along that i don't understand that it was oh, league that of was extraordinary a- gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, God damn it! Yeah, he was really close. He was, he was very like, he was, he was the first pick, and they um tried to get him back. Um, this Albert Finney plays a part in one of the latter Bond films, um, uh, whatever the the whatever the one of the Daniel Craig ones, um, one of the good ones, um, and they tried to get him back to play a part in that. So um, Daniel he, Craig goes back to Scotland. See, Sky is Skyfall, isn't he? Skyfall. Yeah. yeah. So they tried to get him back to do that, and um, he he declined. He wouldn't. So they got Albert Finney instead to to play the gameskeeper. Yeah. And, and Bond's pseudo father, which would have been yeah. an interesting cameo, but yeah, he, he wasn't having it. Hmm. Um, yeah, Sean Connery, man, what a what a what an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, what a, what a he's got some horrible attitudes about women. Um, I mean, there's a there's a lengthy interview with him discussing when and why it's okay to to slap a woman, um, because you know they're hysterical screaming banshees and they need to be taught a lesson. Um, in his words, not mine. Hmm. Um, but um, yeah, what a what an interesting character. What an interesting career. Um, what an interesting guy. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, Sean Connery. All right. Well, maybe we should wrap it up there. Um, mm. That's probably enough. It's probably enough about Outland. Anything else? Any final? Any final thoughts? Well, we should. Oh, oh, we do need to. Uh, I forgot. I, I wanted to do this um, when we talked about the ending. What happens? What happens next? <laughs> I don't where know. Does, but where does this do relationship they... go? <laughs> it it that that relationship is over because <laughs> now that she. Now that she can just see that there's a lot of other opportunities here on Earth uh, that uh, don't involve Sean Connery um, being obsessive about his job, because he goes back to Earth, and what job exactly can he do back on Earth? Nothing. Yeah, he's he's a he's, he's a glorified security guard. <laughs> That's it. Um, so he's he's been involved in a deadly shooting on Io. Uh, he's destroyed their. Um, their food crop and their oxygen production facility so that that facility is going to have to be evacuated anyway um and uh and now so he's responsible for this huge bill he's probably tied up in litigation for the next decade 
um, he he spirals into a, a drinking uh, habit and um, probably winds up on some kind of unemployment line uh, where she she um, leaves him for her son's acting coach um, who <laughs> who manages to coax a um, a respectable theater career for her son um, and once they restore the life to behind his eyes so yeah that's how this film happens that's what happens next in this film and peter boyle peter boyle no charges are brought against peter boyle because no one actually did any police work um and he <laughs> yeah, sues just, just, uh, it's just shipped out he's just shipped out uh well, i guess, that, I guess <laughs> that's all tidied up that failed uh and he sues um he sues o'neill for um assaulting him in a public place and for character damage like because so. shepherd like his job is done right all he had to do was to get get o'neill off get on get him off io o'neill's leaving yep. he's like yeah yep. ship get some get, i need two more and no one does anything I need two about more, the drug dealers two more keys of that space meth please guys <laughs> we're back in business yeah so the next guy who comes along peter peter um peter boyle second in command he just steps up and he just dials the the, the last dial button on his phone <laughs> and goes excuse me are are you the drug dealers like peter boyle might be dead but well he's he's not you know, he's not dead he just got a punch in the face he's not, he's, he's well not i mean they are going to gonna send the killers to get him i guess but so, he, like but you can presume he's dead but he's but. taking care of business shepherd's gone yeah he's shepherd's gone why would they, they don't yeah. have to kill him he can just phone them up and be like yeah yeah hey, yeah, 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 yeah yeah i took care yeah. of that shepherd's so, shepherd's out I made a mistake shepherd's <laughs> out man i hired sean connery <laughs> he kind of cleaned up but he's gone now and all I'm saying is, I've got a room full of dull, um, uh, dull cops. None of them are going to be busting anything anytime soon. Yeah. So let's just get back on the gravy train. Yeah. What you got? Send me some space coke. Are you holding? That's what I need. <laughs> yeah, you me, holding? Send me the WMDs. <laughs> WMDs! <laughs> uh, send me some sweet, sweet capitalism while you're at it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's what happens the next day. <laughs> Our right. favorite segment. What Thank happens next? You. Thank you, Craig. I felt it was important to important to address that <laughs> address that issue. Look at that relationship is over. Like, I, what's going to happen next in I that don't, relationship? I don't feel like anything anything good is is coming there. And every time that kid talks at the dinner table, Sean Connery is just going to face palm a little bit and go, "What did I do to deserve this child?" Ugh. Even the, I mean, you. You're giving 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 Paul a hard time, but I don't I don't feel like Carol is is bringing that much more to the table either. Mm. Sean Connery realizes that he should be with with Space Doctor Francis. Oh, obviously, it's yes. obviously that's the relationship we want. Yeah. And Francis realizes that um, she can be a better doctor if she stops being so nasty. Yep. And then so she goes on to cure space cancer. That's the, that's the happy ending. <laughs> that's the happy ending she's got all this sweet sweet space meth and she goes oh my god <laughs> this stuff works wonders with insomnia yeah <laughs> you just have to you just have to apply it correctly i'm a way better doctor uh, when i am hopped up on space goofballs <laughs> space goofballs yeah i'm in i'm on let's do this all right very good all right um <laughs> so i mean I, I i definitely think this is verging on greatness it's it's not setting it's not setting its sights too high he's trying to make a space western and he's made it he's, he's it's peter ham yeah it's simple simple effective filmmaking i think this is good filmmaking like yeah. um i mean yeah they've gone cool alien was big i want some alien yeah. action i want that that look and feel cool they've achieved that i think they even got one of the set designers or and they got the costume designer as well so I mean, it looks like it belongs in that alien world. Um, I think uh, they've gone high noon. Great, good movie. I want to do that. I want to do that in space. Um, and they've gone French Connection. That was really big. These two things together. Yep. Movie magic. Boom. And I think, boom. And um, Sean Connery, perfect in space. And, and I um, and I think he like he he accepts that that's all he needs to do. That's, yeah. that's all he's trying to do he, he, he doesn't have to bring anything new or different to those movies to those no. to those ideas all and it, it's all... an original concept i mean 
semi-original concept. I, I guess you could argue that it's no less an original concept than Star Wars, right? Because that's just samurai films, yeah. space western, you know, in space. Um, and Alien is just a slasher film with an alien in space. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's not, it's original in so much as it's like, cool, I've got these great films that I want to mush together and create something new. Like, that's cool. Like, how often does that happen today? Everything's a sequel, a remake, or... Um, you know more of the same uh, like so no one takes these kind of chances anymore really i mean netflix does and there's some there's some real real trash gems on netflix um but yeah this film is i think i think this is yeah like you said i think this is virtue on greatness i think it's a shame that we don't get more films like this today uh, i think yeah no one wants to take these kind of chances anymore yeah and and it's because of films like this they probably don't take these chances i don't think this film did particularly well and it's only now like 30 40 years later that people are looking at it and going you know what that was that was all right like that was yeah. pretty good for what it was in 81 so yeah oh, it's a shame yeah oh well r.i.p sean connery yes um, yeah okay but well um we anyway. will be yeah if you uh uh, if you like this podcast, um, jump back to some of our earlier ones. So like I said, we've got Never Say Never Again. We've got League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, go go back to that movie. Watch it again. It's it's a lot better than it was. It's a lot better it, than you it, remember it. It's a lot better than you remember it. Thank you, Craig. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and if you want to hear us talk about it, check out our podcast. If you want to recommend a movie for us to do. Um, I mean... Find this us is going to be out before Christmas, so if you if you want to try and recommend a Christmas film yeah. for Mike and I to do, now's the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, Christmas is Christmas is coming. Um, find us so you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We um, sure can. We sure uh, can. Uh, send this send this off to a friend. Uh, like send it off to someone you don't like. Like that. maybe you don't like movies and you don't like a person, and you know they don't like movies. Send it to them they'll hate listen to it i'm all about that <laughs> we'll take it yeah i'll take the listen that's good <laughs> like and subscribe comment all right send your hate that's fine this is the this is the podcast of hate thank I you love it. thank you craig we'll be we'll be all we'll right. be back um we'll be back next time real soon with, yeah probably probably it'll be uh, yeah it'll be christmas episode yeah all right yeah we're recording that in the next two or three weeks i guess but yeah Cool beans. Very good. See you next time, Craig. See you, Mike. Bye, everyone.